Welcome to the RC Roundtable Podcast, where we discuss the latest RC hobby news, events, model reviews, and a whole lot more. Good evening, fellas. Heidi ho What is Fitz caressing? <laughs> oh. caressing? Oh, these old things? Oh, no, just a few trophies I picked up over the past weekend. No, nothing, nothing to be concerned Sympathy about. Sympathy trophies. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to RC Roundtable. You going to say something, Terry? No. no. Oh, okay. Look like you were saying something. Uh, oh, well. Internally, I was saying things about your trophies. <laughs> I'm sure you were. But I'm happy for you and proud of you. So well, I'm sure you'll tell us all about them. I'll tell you all about them. Sit around the fire right. chat, boys. We'll talk about it. Yeah, but see, before then, he's got that one. I got this one. All right, you didn't come home empty-handed. I can't no, read it, though. No, that's from last year, but I'm going to call oh. it Fitz a cheater, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> we'll talk. For those of you listening, I'm holding a trophy, too. <laughs> Technicality. Oh, I got bangs. your trophy right here. Yeah. <laughs> Fitz is going to wake up, and one of them trophies is going to be MIA, like a, like a college stealing someone else's uh, mascot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, if you guys haven't guessed it, this is the RC Roundtable, and we're on episode 184. Big 200 mm-hmm. coming up, man. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess so. But yeah, it'll be a while. we still got uh, some room between now and then. we got some room to go diva and blow the whole thing out of the water. Should be a big party for 200. Who? You're <laughs> going to go diva, or one of us will? No. Well, you're the one that threatened to go diva some time ago, a long time ago. I did. No, I think yeah. Fitz is going to go diva. He's got his new fancy Hobby View logo now, and you know his new yeah. channel is going to take life. He's just like, I don't have time for you guys. You like that snazzy new you... intro? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it is good. And you guys gave me the uh, the, the bowl of M and M's with all the red ones taken out, so my demands were satisfied. <laughs> I'll stick around. I didn't. All get... right, <laughs> I got a rock. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, okay then. Oh, we have introductions. Um, Fitz Walker, the guy with the rock, is uh, Lee Ray. <laughs> and the guy who's decided he'll stick around for a little while longer is Terry Dunn. That's me. And we all like RC models of all sorts. So we're going to talk about RC models of all sorts, but mostly the flying kind. And uh, not just RC. Non-RC flying models, too, will be on our agenda tonight. Oh, cool. Oh, plot thickens. I guess, yeah. All right. So we want to talk about first, what's on the agenda? Do we have an agenda? What's an agenda? Uh, very loose one. I think so the major why don't we go portion. Ahead. Yeah, I think we've got the, the big thing we're going to talk about, which is best, which was last weekend. But let's go ahead and cover the other thing, the non-RC flying model. I posted a video a few days ago of, stand by. Stand by for action. The maiden flight of this guy. Oh, this right. Is an, the uh, old Cox electric Bearcat. And this was given to me by Adam Drain a few months ago. And I maidened it in the parking lot of my local park, and it flew great. I think when we initially talked about it, I had some crazy ideas about all the different things I was going to do to it. But all I really did this time is stand by. There's more parts. But wait, there's more. So the control lines are this, and it's actually conductive wires. I would guess like 
24 gauge stuff, um, pretty small. And it's got those little uh, eyelets on each end, which are also conductive. So you wear the battery on your belt and then the handle has a connector that goes to the battery. And then also these conductive rings that go to the lines, same thing on the airplane side. So basically the power goes out through the control lines and you've got this trigger here that either turns the motor full on or cuts it off. Um, that seemed kind of primitive to me. And I was certain that those long lines were going to rob all the power, but it had plenty of power. The only difference I made is it originally came with one of those Tamiya Molex plugs on the end here. So that's got a, a Dean's plug or a Dean's like plug. And instead of an eight cell NICAD for power, I used a three cell LiPo because an eight cell NICAD, I guess it full charges, what, like a 1.5 volts each. So that comes out to about 12 volts, three cell LiPo, 12.6 volts. So what's 0.6 volts among friends? And it worked great on the watt meter. It was just under seven amps and I forgot what the wattage was, but I think low 80 watts, which is a lot for this little plane. And the thing flew fine. It took right off, flew around. I haven't measured the length of these lines yet, but it's not standard half a length. This this thing was zipping around pretty quick. Uh, it's probably close to 20 feet. Um, so yeah, no complaints. The only thing that I might change on it, let me grab this again, is the landing gear is a little bit springy. And so um, even when I made three flights and they were all pretty good landings, I thought, but the gear so springy that I did chip the prop on one of those landings. So I've already replaced the prop. Um, but other than that, it's exactly what you get. Oh, I might also try to get some more control throw out of it. The control throw is very marginal. It's enough to go up and down and maintain level flight, but that's about a, no aerobatics at all. You can see that's full control throw there. Um, but yeah, I'm real happy with it and really surprised by how little I had to do to make it fly well. So that was the first time I've flown control line since I lived in Houston, at least. Wow. And even then that would have been a, a rare occurrence. So the three flights that I did were anywhere like 45 seconds to a minute. Then I'd land. Let all the, the vision come back into one space. <laughs> shake off the dizziness and go again. But that's the great thing about this electric setup. You push the button to go, and when you're done, you just let off the button and come land. You don't have to wait for the tank to run out. So it worked out pretty well. <clears throat> so, yeah, I'm pretty intrigued by that because, as you know, I have the same plane. And mine was. That sounds familiar. Yeah, we, I think we were talking about people. Yeah, because when I was over there, I was, we were supposed to measure oh, the length oh. of the wires, but we didn't. Oh, well, we can do that. Uh, yes, you owe me the link to the wires. Cause, so when I got mine, I did not have any manual with it. So I had to guess the link to the wires and guess the power. And I apparently underguessed quite a bit because I only used a two-cell lipo, which explains why mine barely flew. <laughs> yeah. And you went through the three-cell. So I need to do that and again, try it with a three-cell uh, and get the yeah. correct length of line. You might even want to extend a little bit. Yeah, okay. Yeah, sounds like a sounds like a plan. Yeah, oh, so that I'm was great. We'll have another set. A little longer, <laughs> maybe. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. So, yeah. So, thank you, Adam. This was a fun toy. Oh, I'm sorry. 
there was one more thing that I changed. Out of the box, this insignia is on the right wing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, that had to get updated in. That just I feel better now. Terry, it did no end. It's funny how often yeah. that mistake is made. That's interesting. Yeah, and I think the stickers came separate, but the image on the box shows it on the right. So you know, the only reference they give you is incorrect. So uh. it's better now. Anyway, again, thank you, Adam. Fun toy. I'm glad it got in the air. This, based on the manual that was in the box, it was dated 1995. I would have guessed this thing was a little older than that, but yeah, that's pretty definitive uh, evidence there. So it's almost 30 years old. Hmm. It's amazing how far electric power has progressed in those last 30 years. Yeah, because that was just a, kind of a kind of a wimpy uh, brush motor. Yep, direct drive brush motor with a five and a half inch prop. Mm. But again, plenty of juice for for what you're trying to do with this thing. Any faster, you just tie yourself in nuts. It's just on off, correct? Yep, on or off. It'd be mm. interesting to put, wire it up to a brush speed controller so you have a variable throttle instead of an on right. off. Yeah, we had talked about that. Maybe using a two channel pistol grip controller as your handle. Yeah, yeah, I I still got to work on that. Some variation on the theme. What's that, Lee? I still got to work on that for mine. Uh, Wait, you have a Bearcat too? I have a T28 Trojan that will be control line. You know the story. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. So you're you're converting an RC plane to control line. Correct. That's going to be cool. And back. And Oh, you're going to make it interchangeable? Exactly. This is sounding familiar. All right. That'll be very interesting. (laughs) For another episode. Yeah. All right. So before we move on to best, I have a question that just popped in my head right before we started recording, and it had time to germinate because we were late recording. I'm not throwing any spears here, but, you know, one of us is responsible for us being late. Um, (laughs) So I've got this old Shockwave RC boat, which is – I know, Lee, you've got the brushless version. This was before that. It was a brushed version. And it it's interesting because it has um, the built-in speed control separate from receiver, um, but then a brush motor. But it doesn't have air inlets, and it doesn't have water cooling. So it's just this little easy-bake oven that has you know everything right there and, and this little you – know, sealed tube. So I cut air inlets and outlets, and that seems to help a little bit. But anyway, it's a surprisingly fast little boat, and I've been running it with a two-cell A123. Um, But it's an, I assume, ABS, white ABS hull. Have you guys ever put lights in a boat to run at night? Yeah, so I'm wondering right. if just some LEDs inside would illuminate the whole hull. I Probably not, unless it's I don't think it's that thin. I don't think it'd be that bright. You can try, but that I've had ABS. I think it was a, it was a Steiner ABS in a boat. It wasn't, it didn't, I had lights inside, it but it didn't go thick. through the hole. Yeah, it was too yeah. thick. All right. What were you saying, Lee? Uh, is my audio better? Yes, <laughs> much better. 
it did the same thing it did last time. It just Microsoft decided to go. You know what? Lee doesn't need to be heard. Let's just <laughs> let's just drop him under fifty percent and move on. So thank yeah. you, Fitz, <laughs> for letting me know. Uh, yeah. I, I'm better now. Um, I, the tugboat I have has got lights on it, not inside of it, but I have little lights. So we've run that out at night at an event. Oh, okay. So it's kind of fun. It's got nav lights on it, plus a little like spotlight on the, on the nose. This is your FPV retrieval well, boat. <laughs> well, for you, it's FPV, but for just fun, yes, it's just a standard tugboat. Okay. My zip kit tugs. All right. Cool. Is that the one that? If you give it too much power, it dies like a submarine. Yes. <laughs> the hull is an airfoil yeah. <laughs> upside down. <laughs> airfoil. It's, yeah. Yeah. All so right. I, I'm not allowed to give it full throttle. All right. So maybe um, I think I've got some strip LEDs in there. Maybe I'll experiment with them just to see if in my workshop I can get the lights to show through. But if I can, maybe that'll be a fun little toy to play with at night. And for all use out there in podcast land, I'm sure somebody out there has put lights on one of their boats. Let me know how it worked for you. So you can put lights on the outside, illuminated? I guess I could. But I, at this point, I prefer the diffused look. I don't like point lights as much anymore. But I don't know. Maybe I'm just being picky. Hmm. Lee, what do you think of Fitz's forehead? <laughs> I'm just wondering if he's building something amazing. Yeah. For, yeah, amazing for those of you listening, you can't tell. But <laughs> Fitz is quiet. working hard at something. You can hear his tools. You know, pretty soon he's going to bring the Dremel out and <laughs> start working. <laughs> I don't have time for you guys. Dremel over here. Poli- I've got to build. I've got to reviews. He's <laughs> polishing his trophies. <laughs> I mean that literally, by the way. There's no euphemism in there. <laughs> well, I was doing something with the trophies, but nobody would have known if you guys. Oh, he's carving anything. his name in it, so I can't steal it. <laughs> it's probably look at him. Look at his guy. He's giving me knife. the fist. It's pretty sure it's gonna just and burn. Get your get your torch oh, yeah. and just burn it in there. <laughs> well, I got the right, fancy so laser cutter now. Oh, that's right. I meant to ask you about that. Yeah. Good. Oh, well, let's jump on that. Let's, okay. Let's, yeah, we're a wild and crazy group of guys. What's this laser cutter that you speak of? Oh, well, I have a, well, it's it's a laser engraver cutter thing. It's over there sitting on the side at the moment. And uh, Algo, Algo Laser, I believe it's called. Um, what's notable is it's a 20-watt solid-state laser, and that is quite surprising. Most, until I saw this one, most laser cutter engravers were 5, maybe 10 watts at most. And so they've done some sort of hocus pocus magic stuff to get it up to 20 watts, which is, which I, when I saw that, I was like, whoa, you can actually do something with 20 watts. Uh, so I, I haven't had a chance to play with it too much. I have put it together and I imported a couple of, uh, raster images and did some, uh, engraving. What did I do with it? I put it, uh, I engraved some cardboard somewhere. I don't know what I put it with. Anyways. So it does that. It's actually, that was part of a little easy. You just import a graphic image on a thumb drive or something. Uh, but now I have to, I need to use some software. I was looking up something called, uh, uh, um, was it called Lightwave? There's a couple of different software, just like Laser Gerbil, got a weird name. And, uh, I think the other one's called, um, Laser Lightburn, I believe it's called. 
uh, you got to buy it, but it's not that much. And everybody says it's the best one to use. So uh, that's kind of my goal. Hopefully I can get it to, to this weekend to start using that software to import some. Uh, some time ago, I did a video on Scratch building a QT. And there I made my own uh, vector files to laser cut it using a laser, a nice big 60 watt laser at our local uh, makerspace. And so I was going to use those same files and see what I can do with this thing with 20 watts and see how much, I, how deep I can burn through some balsa or whatever. So it was pretty neat. It's just a, just a, there's not much to it. It's basically a frame and a laser head and it's just XY axis thing. And it's, it's got a little LCD display on it. You can plug in, uh, but oh, you can plug in either USB, SD card or has Wi-Fi also on it. Kind of interesting. And it came with safety glasses, which is pretty neat. Oh, it also has a little air pump thing to blow the smoke away from the laser head. It's a little little hmm. diaphragm pump or something like that. It's kind of neat. Uh, so it's not bad for what it is. And it's what roughly 24 by 24-ish or 20 by 20-inch uh, size. So it's, it's a usable size. Not huge, but it's nice. You stick it on your desktop and go at it. So uh, I will be doing a video on it hopefully finish it sometime this month. And so I'm going to put it through its paces and see what it can and can't do. So have you figured out what you can expect to cut with it yet? I'm not sure. That's one of the things I'm going to, I'm going to experiment with. It should cut through. I would think I could get through at least 16th inch balsa, maybe eighth inch balsa, depending on how many passes and how slow. Um, not sure on ply. Uh, I never work with laser this lower power. Usually I'm working with something at least 40 watts. So I'm really curious. That's one of my whole points is see what it can and can't do and then kind of go from there and see if it's, if right. it's, if it's use, something usable in the, in the workshop or these do you really need more power than 20 watts to, for a practical purpose. We'll see. All right. Cool. Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you very much. And uh, more, be able to more do toys. things like. I can do engraving like these. He's going to make himself 50 trophies. <laughs> <laughs> what was in the Simpsons? The, the uh, award for excellency and excellence or the something like that. Outstanding achievement in the field of excellence. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Are we ready to hit the big topic now? Yes. I think so. There was an event last weekend. What's it called again? Uh, worst. As I drop things. Um, I think you're right, Lee. <laughs> it's good. This is good. <laughs> the okay, event. It's good. The acceptable event. <laughs> no, of course we're talking about satisfactory. Best. The event we never shut up about year round. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fitz was there. I was there. Sparky was there. Steve was there. Stuart was there. A lot of our friends were there. And Fitz is somewhere. In this his workshop, moving around, making yeah. noise. Sorry, I went to get something to drink. Keep going. Continue. <laughs> Tri County Barnstormers. <laughs> Ignore that. Okay. Ignore the crazy man behind the curtain. <clears throat> so, uh, thanks to Tri County Barnstormers for hosting the event again. Uh, Kirk Jensen for seating for us and making sure everything went okay. Uh, weather was windy, right? <laughs> Quite windy on Saturday. 
and but pleasant. I mean, we have had some really horrible temperatures down here in Houston and Texas in general. Uh, and this was, uh, you know, 10 degrees, at least 10 degrees, if not 15 degrees cooler. And then on Saturday night, gosh, well, I think we woke up to what, 55 degree temps in the morning, Fitz? Yeah, like, it was somewhere in I'm, the lower 50s, actually. It's unheard of. So we, wow. you know, camp out there. So that was very pleasant. So yeah, it was, it was very nice. The mornings were great. A lot of people got up early at the dawn patrol and, and flew. I know Steve was flying his little butt off. Every time I turned around, he had something in the air. So he flew a lot. I flew a lot, but I think, he, you know, my son Ryan, I think he flew more than I did. When so, you say Steve, I think most people don't know which Steve you're talking Steve about. Steve Davidson. Okay. He's a buddy of ours that hangs out with us, and he likes to fly a variety of stuff. So from Warbird uh, 3D to high-speed planes. In fact, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Kirk Jensen will correct me, but I think Kirk sold him a hotliner, and he was flying that out there. So oh, cool. They want to try to find the speed of carbon fiber. Carbon <laughs> <laughs> fiber go pretty fly fast. pretty fast. Yeah. Tom, Tom Blakeney was there. Richard Ng was there. Richard Ng was there winning everything. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> That's what everybody remembers Richard for. <laughs> it's like every other prize they were given out was Richard NG. <laughs> yeah, I kept calling it MG. I meant to walk up to him and was like, do you, do you want to correct them? <laughs> it was not NG. Uh, but funny you say that. I actually had a really good friend in university. His also his name was also Ng, NG. And he would actually tell people just say NG. And I always thought that was like, that doesn't sound right. But he got tired of people mispronouncing his name, so he just said, just call me NG. Anyways. Uh, right, cool. Yeah. So, so for those just, I was going to say, for those of you viewing, I've got the RC Group thread for the 2023 event. And as we always do, we like to sh show all the previous threads uh, from the event on the next thread. So you can go through there and see from previous years. But uh, I think Fitz, I'm scrolling down just to see, look, there's a lot of traffic, a lot of discussion. But Fitz, I think you were the first one to post photos, weren't you? I think so. Yep. Look at you. Yeah. So I figured we just... The cell phone. That's Steve and Sparky looking at the little cartoon. Yeah. Also, I want to give a shout out to Steve. He let me fly his little... Um, he had a little Mikado Logo 200, if I remember correctly, a little helicopter. Yeah. And he graciously said, hey, fly it. I, uh, okay. <laughs> so he let me throw yes. it around. I was supposed so to fly behind. again on Sunday, and we totally forgot. <laughs> but anyways, go ahead. Was we were me? always busy. Well, so yeah. Steve, he's he's from the Dallas area, and he brought uh, a U-Haul trailer, and the, the rack behind him is something he built out of PVC. And you can see he brought a Thunder and Lightning and a oh, nice. V900. I think that's a Habu, like a mini Habu and a flying wing. Uh, yeah. Yep. So, Fitz, this is yours, right? Yeah, this right. is the um, ASK, what, 21? This is... I. Remember, Lee, I got this from my friend Greg when we were at uh, Joe Nall a couple years ago. Took it back home with me on airplane. Maybe you don't remember. Okay. Uh, no, but I, I think I could tell, you know, we tell Terry because Terry doesn't know what we had in store for this, but it didn't come to happen because of the yeah. wind. Well, yeah, I can tell out. you, I bought one of those several years ago with the intent of air towing it behind a timber, a UMX timber. Mm. Is that what you were thinking? Absolutely. All right. Yeah, this is a neat little glider because it has a third, well, fourth channel for the um, uh, tow hook release on the front. So, so we got ailerons, rudder, elevator, and a tow release on a separate switch. So 
And it's really the first time I kind of took it out of the box. I had been sitting in the box for the last year or so. And so before yeah. Bass, I said, well, let me see if this thing works. I, I pulled it out and bound it. At first, uh, it actually had a couple of ailments. One of the servo, one of the ailerons wasn't working. And the elevator was really twitchy. Uh, it turns out the, um, the motor, these have linear servos. So the motor, uh, bracket, I guess you could call for a servo, it kind of cracked. And so the, the motor was kind of just freely moving around a little bit. So I, I moved it back into position and hot glued it in place and that fixed that. And just working with the elevator servo worked out its ailments. So, uh, it was, I did throw it around a couple of times just to check the controls. It was a little twitchy at first. I got it settled down and then, uh, that was about it. Now, if I remember, this has a built-in release for a tow line? Yeah, that's what I was saying. That's on a fourth channel. There's a separate oh, okay. servo in the nose, and there's like a little module thing that pops out. So, yeah. I see. Yeah, but we didn't get to use it. Uh, this this is a sticker on Sparky's toolbox. I just happened to see that. It's like, what is this? He says his son got it for him. He doesn't know where it came from or how what. <laughs> Other than he just got it as a present. I thought it was funny. <laughs> so again, for those of you listening, you got to go watch the YouTube show to see, to see the sticker for yourself. Yeah. yeah you, you can't really it. explain that one. Yeah. No, you can't explain it. Uh, this was Stewart's V1, uh, the American version. I think there's, there's one painted like this in Unvara Hazy Museum, right? Uh, Terry, or did you go there? I've seen one somewhere. Maybe it was the Air Force Museum. Or maybe it was for Hazy. I don't know. It, so this is a V1 in uh, American markings. Uh, yeah. And uh, I, he, I asked Stuart about it. He wasn't quite sure or I can't remember. He didn't really tell me much about it other than it was fiberglass with foam, with sheeted foam wings. Um, I don't think he could remember exactly the history of this one. He just had it. Didn't fly it, unfortunately, but it had oh, an EDF. In the nozzle, it was a ducted, electric ducted fan. I forgot what size, yeah. seventy millimeter maybe. Uh, but yeah, unfortunately, he just kind of set it on the ground and we oogled it. But That's it, a seventy. I'm guessing I, that looks mm, smaller than. I didn't think that plane it was could that big. Be, it could be sixty. I don't remember. I know it wasn't terribly big, but there is an EDF buried in there. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it looks good. Uh, these. Oh, I'll go back. If you know, I'll wait for you. Look, real quick, these two are Gillow's kits. This oh, guy nice. built these Gillows rubber band powered ones, converted them to electric, covered them in um, Solite or something like that, a lightweight uh, film, and painted them, did a really good job painting and detailing them. I don't remember seeing them fly, but they look really, really good. So it's a Dotless and a P51. Do you know how big they are? I think these were the 27-inch span versions. Okay. Correctly. Oh, yeah, those look really good. Yeah. Uh, this is the first time I've seen this. I don't know, maybe you've seen it before, Lee, but they actually, they had a little movie theater that popped up. The movie screen. They had a projector. And, it was new uh, this year. Yeah, they were showing Top Gun Maverick. Uh, now, was that, at, was that Friday night or Saturday night? Do you remember? Uh, I believe it was Friday night. Okay. Because I'm going to back up a little bit and just uh, mention. Go ahead. It may have been, I, well, I'm going back to Thursday just to... Thank Steve Davidson for uh, bringing the brisket. Oh, yeah. It was, good it, it was so good. And we had a small group of us hang out. Gabe, Joe, Sparky, uh, you, me. 
Hey, just it was really nice to just sit down, and relax, and boy, that was some really good brisket. We all brought something else. Uh, Sparky brought a dish. I think his wife—I'm not sure if it was his wife or another family member—was it an Italian pasta dish? And it was great. We had a good time just hanging out. So his wife made it, but she got the recipe from a family member. There we go. There we go. But yeah, we need to make that a tradition. That was really good. Uh, we were graced by Kirk, the Kirks, and, uh, the Kirks, yeah, the Kirks. Two Kirk, yeah, that's right. It's two Kirks. <laughs> uh, one uh, formerly of the uh, uh, New Creations. Uh, new Creations, thank you. <laughs> block New Creations RC. Uh, he he came up with some goodies. He had some bunch of goodies from his shop uh, at uh, deeply discounted prices. I picked up a couple of things, and a bunch of people picked up some stuff. And uh, so he spoke. Yeah, I guess Lee got some stuff too. I did. And so uh, he gave a nice little speech at the, at the opening ceremonies, I believe, on Saturday morning, right? Yep. Yeah. It was night. Well, uh, yeah, it was Saturday morning. And, uh, yeah, we had, we got some good deals. Glad he got brought some, some stuff and, and airplanes, not just like tugs, but yeah, we had good collection yeah, of airplanes there. Yeah. I think the next few photos are just a, just a, just a sampling of some of the aircraft that was around. Some neat stuff. Ooh. Have a rare F-102. Yeah. F-102. Yeah, semi-scale. Semi-scale. Yeah. I don't yeah. know who, what it, who, how it was constructed or anything, but I just thought it was unusual to see one of those. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, does a combination of my planes, and is that yours, Lee, or it was? Nope, that's not mine. Oh, oh, that was next to me. Um, what was the guy's name? Oh, I forgot his name. Josh? Was that Josh? No, the he's the guy from the um, um, the North Curtis? Dallas. Curtis. Who's Curtis? He, he he ran the swap meet. Yep, Curtis. Yeah, Curtis. Yeah, that was, it was his stuff next to it. So yeah, I brought my um, the, the big Brave, uh, the P forty seven fun scale balsa wood one, and the new SU twenty seven I recently acquired. Wait, what's this Brave you speak of? Is that a Brave? Right? Is that a Brave? Oh, maybe it is. Well, how would I know it? Have you talked about it before? Yeah, I did it's a, a review party. on it. We did a party. review on it. Yeah, Pawnee Brave. Oh, is, is that the E-Flight? That's the Hangar 9 one. That's the big one. Uh, okay. I forgot all about it. That's the, the one where one. Fitz decided to make it, put a tow hook underneath, and we had one hell of a time. Now I remember. <laughs> hey, <laughs> make life exciting for you. It was exciting. <laughs> it's such a nice flying model, though. I, I, have a, I always enjoy flying it. It's just pretty neat. And it's got uh, okay. working lights in the wings that come on when I lower the flaps, and it, the power. So that's I enjoyed it too. Uh, some more random stuff. Flying yeah, bird. I I am sad. That's Joe's uh, 3D printed. I think that's PLA. I'm not sure if it's PLA or lightweight PLA, but uh, he lost that. Yeah, on his launch, it was just so windy. It it oh. took off. Gabe launched it, and that thing just went backwards. And <laughs> he, wow. he he tried to keep it from hitting people. He went straight down, and you know you know what happens to 3D printed stuff. <laughs> yeah, they, they they shatter. Yeah, oh, I didn't so, know that. I didn't see that. Oh, sorry. To hear yeah. that. But it's 3D print, print another one. And then I felt bad. This guy had been messing with this plane for a long time. And then were you there when he tried to take off and just yeah, went screaming yeah. into the fence? Yeah, I have it on video. Oh. Um, <laughs> this was, he goes by the name Mongo on uh, RC Groups. Yeah, like I said, it was it's a beautiful plane. And he was twer- tweaking on it for a while. And he finally got the nerve to take it off. He was waiting for the wind. His wind was kind of variable in different directions. And I th- think it, he, uh, insufficient airspeed is what my guess when he took off. Insufficient power and insufficient airspeed. And it sort of took off, 
kind of tip stalled and pancaked on the ground. Uh, I'm mm. sure it's repairable, but you know, it took a pretty hard knock. Yeah. Is it um, a Beach 18 or a Lockheed Electra? I always get those two confused too. Yeah, same. Uh, they look so much alike. Uh, maybe somebody can tell us. I, yeah, it's one yeah. of those two. I'm thinking it's a Lockheed Electra, but we'll see. <clears throat> okay. So I just flip through uh, these. There's some airplanes yeah, that were just more airplanes. around. It's a really good selection of aircraft. More just just random stuff. Just kind of walk around and saw you know EDFs. There's that one's beach. a beach. That's the beach. That's the E flight one. Yeah, uh, this is Tom's. Tom's. Yeah, this is also going to be twenty five, which was yeah. which was flying unbelievably fast. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan even had said that because that's going way too fast for a B twenty five. It was more of a fighter. Uh, there's a combat. combat. There's a scene. Combat. Yep. yep. Combat slash endurance. Now I don't know the story. Fitz, did you talk to him? Yeah, this is um, Paul. I forgot his last name. He, he comes there a lot. This guy's great at scratch building stuff. Uh, this is a. Um, Russian TU twenty two from correctly, it's a Russian high speed. Was that? What's the code name for it? Oh, it's um. Oh, what was it called? Uh, Is it fitter or something else? Shoot, yeah, you're right. Oh, we had a pointy plane. (laughs) It is pointy plane. Backfire? (laughs) No, it's not a backfire. It's um. Um, All right, come on. <laughs> I thought I took a picture of what it was. You give me two seconds, I might be able to find it. Um, well, that's okay. You talk about it, and I'll see if I can find the, the story. How long All has right, this well, been in progress, been building he's progress? He's been working on it for a while, and I got keyed into it um, shortly before he brought it to best. And he just he was looking for something unusual, and he found this. And uh, I guess I didn't take a picture of the name. Uh, it's totally T-22 scratch built. Blinder. Blinder, thank you. That's it. Yeah. Um, it was uh, early. Blinder. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Russian high-speed bomber, uh, somewhat along the la- veins of the XB-70, in a way. Uh, Is it? Supersonic. Okay. And- uh, See, but it doesn't seem to emulate an American design, I don't think. No, this is. It, I told him it looks like retro futuristic kind of look to it. It does. Yeah. Uh, apparently, the real one was a terrible plane in many mm. ways. And rumor is the pilots um, uh, had a coup that they would not fly it. It was so bad. Huh. Yeah, so it's got to be bad for Russian pilots to say, no, I'm not. No, we're not flying this. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, but it's not. It's um, foam. Fiberglass. Okay. Uh, he said, I think he said part of his router, he had a routing machine, so he started doing that. Ooh, 3D printed like parts. CNC router? Uh, I think he's got a CNC foam router. He did oh, some of it on it. Man. Yeah. This guy got some some cool toys. Uh, landing gear is all 3D printed, retractable landing gear. Uh, and he's, uh, it's fairly close to being done. It's not, wasn't flight ready. He just brought it out to show it off. Uh, we were talking about where's the CG and where you're going to put the batteries and a few other things. You may have some really long runs for the motor wires, depending on where the CG ends up. Uh, but it was pretty neat. The fans are in it. Uh, 80 millimeter fans, if I remember correctly, to win. All right. And they sort of sized it to those fans. It's really long. This thing is not a What would you say how long it is, Lee? What would you, what would you guess? Uh, five feet. 
Uh, Look at the people standing next to me. Longer than five feet, I think. Okay, six feet. (laughs) It's long. (laughs) uh, So that's pretty cool. Some of the neat stuff. So he's brought out a couple of neat things. He had a uh, Mitsubishi MU-2. I don't know if you know what that is, but it's a Japanese civilian military cool plane that I've never seen an RC model of, but he made one, and he let me fly it. It's really cool to see that. That was last year, right? That was last year. And he had a jet. What was it? He didn't bring it this time, but he had a jet he was working on, and then another unusual American jet. I can't remember what it was. Totally scratch built, something you don't don't see. Uh, I forgot mm-hmm. what it was. Twice. Uh, so yeah, Paul, um, uh, he's he's digitally working on this. So hopefully he'll get it ready for next year if it survives its test flight. All right. Cool. Uh, here's Sparky, Tom, and Richard from right to left. This is the new E-Flight UMX SR-71, and it's Tom's. This was his maiden flight. He pulled it out of the box, and, this, and uh, there were two of these at the show. There was another guy who had one, too. He has had the red rudders. Tom just went black yeah. rudders. Uh, it's a, seems like it's a decent flying model. It's all black, so it's kind of a, a flying silhouette. <laughs> yeah, know? it gets small yeah. fast. It gets small fast. Yeah. It's fairly fast for what it is. And you, you got to keep your eye on it. Because, yeah, it's a profile. But it seemed to be a decent flyer, so Tom's going yeah, to what am I flying? There's me back there. Uh, what? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe your P-47. I don't remember that fence there. Yeah, it's new. No. Yeah. Is that they behind some... the pilot, or in front oh, of the pilot stations? That's the pilot stations, yeah. Okay. So instead of the huh. separate little fence things they had, they have one long fence now. It's made out of wood. And, I don't know, kind of chicken You can wire. never walk straight out. You have to go around. Oh, yeah, pretty. I have mixed feelings about that. It was kind of nice to be able to walk straight out sometimes. Yep. This is uh, Sparky 737? Yep. Is that the one you hold back from Jersey? Who? Really? Remember um, you guys oh, hold yeah. an airplane back for him? That's right. I bet that is was that it? one. Yeah. That's not the motion RC. That's not the free wing one. That's yeah, I think it's the Windrider. Yeah, Windrider, yes. So I guess it was the one, yeah. yeah I'm it. it's still around. We had something to do with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'd forgotten about that. Some random stuff, a Valiant and uh, a Sea Fury. Kind of neat to see those. Um, <laughs> I just Dog and a shoulder. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is actually one of my club members from my NASA club, and he, he just loves that dog. <laughs> That's Asta. Asta, thank you. I can't remember the name. That's Asta from the Thin and Man. So, and Nasta uh, had his, had had her own stroller. Wonderful and little bark, dog. Little barked dog. at anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But she was harmless. Yeah, it's, she's actually really, really pretty well behaved. Actually, a uh, couple of uh, the um, uh, motion, uh, not motion, the um, flex, uh, flex. Thank you, flex innovation uh, RVs, fully um, lighted. These two guys flew a lot together. They did sort of a routine where they would fly in formation and all kinds of stuff. So pretty, in fact, they ended up winning an award. Because I, think, hmm. I don't know if it was Paul's choice or something like was, that. It was, was it Gabe and Jeremiah? Or Gabe? I can't remember the other guy's name. Yeah, it could be well, Jeremiah. Yeah, they both won an award. So both yeah. bo- best technical and was it uh, pilot's choice? My, pilot's or CD's choice? I think you got CD's choice. Did I? No, I got Paul's choice. So you must have gotten <laughs> CD's choice. Okay, so yeah, CD's I'm looking choice. at it. So I got Paul's choice. So uh, all right, let's talk about these two jets down here. Because th- what is this? That's is a that, MiG-29. It, it's a 29? Because yeah. it's huge. 
I mean, this yeah, can't yeah. really do it justice, but that thing was big. It was pretty big. I think it's the free wing one in yeah. 80s or something like that. It was nice. Yeah, he, he flew it around quite a bit. You got the MiG-21, a couple of F-4s. They flew quite a bit. Uh, the MiG-21 didn't fly all that much. I think I saw it fly once. I also want to give them... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to give them credit, too. They they did some pattern flying with the F-4s. Yeah, yeah. These guys came... They came Sunday. They weren't there... I don't think they were Saturday. They popped up and uh, talked to them a bit. They were flying... Um, she just brought a nice cadre of uh, jets and other stuff to fly. So for those of you watching for the first time, this is the north end, and this is kind of like at the end of the north end of the flying site. So all these tents right here, this is where we typically camp out. So I'm not sure. I think was you, were you behind? You were after the red, correct? You're like beyond uh, the red tent? Yeah, beyond the red, towards the tree. Yeah. Basically under so, that big tree. Yeah, so, so we, the cool kid section. It is the cool kid section. Yeah, it was, was sped up pretty far. It's where you want to be. I, I don't know what's up with this. Was on the end of the tail of the MiG twenty nine. I don't know. I forgot to ask him what's up with this. <laughs> I don't think Russians would have like what looks like to American guy <laughs> doing some sort of weird pose. That's crazy. Uh, do you remember this guy's name? Jimmy. Jimmy, it Jimmy. Yes, he, he's he's brought the shuttle quite a few times. I've probably third or fourth year I've seen it out there, but it's just always a joy to watch him fly it because he he flies it like he stole it. You think it does things that no space shuttle should be able to be able to do. <laughs> like take off from the ground? <laughs> like take off, yeah. <laughs> if it's not obvious, there's a propeller in the back. It's 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 a, fl- it's a powered folding space prop. shuttle. Yeah. yeah, there's a folding prop in the back. And he'll do a shuttle landing. He'll fly up, cut the throttle, and do one of the a dive and flare kind of landing with it. Shuttle high, high steep approach and land. Yeah. And, uh, usually he times it just right. And it looks pretty cool. Nice. Uh, I think this was Gabe's as well, his um, repainted 737. Yep, it's Gabe's. It flew, this looks like it flew really well. He flew it a bunch of times, and it just looked like a nice flying model. Flew forever, too. Uh, so the guy with the dog, he recently picked up this shock cub. His name's Mark, by the way. Uh, and he had not flown it, so he made it here at the event. This is the same shock cub I have, the big, uh, was it 90-something-inch wingspan? Uh, 30, 40 cc, but this one's electric, of course. I used two six cell batteries, and so I, um, uh, I double checked, helped him double check the controls, give him some moral support, and uh, he had a successful flight with it. And flew, I think, flew a couple more times. So yeah, it's cool. a big sweetheart of a plane, but you know, it's his biggest plane I think he's ever flown, so he was a little apprehensive at first, but no but problem. Did he lock in the leading edge slats? Yes, he did. And we had a big discussion about that. And he took my advice and locked them down. Yeah. And uh, uh, no problems. Yeah, I think right, he, cool. he just needed to tweak the controls a little bit for some expo or something. Yeah, uh, in fact, that Gabe, again, at the back of him with his... Uh, Draco. Uh, Draco. Draco. Yeah. <laughs> he was doing hoverbatics with it. Yeah. He's a good pilot. Yeah. Ooh, uh, this, cool. Who was this? Was this... Oh, this was uh, Tom, Tom Blakeney's, um, I forgot what he called it. It was just some weird tailless thing that he had. I don't think I saw it fly. He may have flown it, I just see it. I just thought it was kind of neat looking as I picked it up, a picture of it. Yeah, it's cool. Oh, boy. Uh, the flying pump jack. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Does the next picture show the internals? Here you go. Okay. Yeah, there you go, yeah. It's a ducted fan. This is, it actually works the pump goes up and down as it flies basically sort of a flying body thing 
but it flies. It barely, but it flies. <laughs> <laughs> it's got it an EVF. I don't know what that 60, 70 millimeter, something like that. It's not very big. Maybe 60 something. Uh, it, it's funny because it flies at this high angle of attack. It kind of, just kind of mushes through the air, but it's controllable and he, he flew it around. And it's like again, a lawnmower. It's one of those, yeah, like yeah, a flying yeah, lawnmower. A novelty. Yeah. It's a novelty That's thing. Clever. Here's Lee pulling out the plywood <laughs> overcast. Yeah. So Josh asked me to bring it. I said, okay. And then we ended up putting like, what, eight, nine more names on it. Yeah, so, quite a few people. I got another picture of people lined up to fly it. You yeah. tipped that thing out quite well. well. And just real quick, I'm and I'm thanking my friends here. They'll they'll make fun of me, but when I arrived with Plywood Overcast and we started assembling it, I couldn't get the tail on. And then upon closer inspection, the metal bracket for the elevator had bent. So I must have either at home or it was in the trailer. It bent it pretty bad. And this is a thick piece of metal, and so Terry can nod because he actually had seen it when he disassembled the plane. And I was very nervous about bending it back and, and risking cracking it because it basically was the one piece that held the elevator on. <laughs> so <laughs> it it manipulated the elevator. And then you've got a very heavy, you know, missile if you lose it. So just, I guess, mm. with the confidence of everybody, we uh, sanded it down real smooth, uh, uh, wiped it off, ice purple alcohol, and then... I say, I guess brazed, I guess we'll say, but we ended up soldering it and it, it held fine. In fact, it was better than new. So mm. yay, the repair worked and we had several good flights. All right, cool. Now, was it still windy when you were flying that one? We didn't. Now, let's just talk. This, this is where we're going to have the debate here. Is that a large plane, Terry? Very much so. Was it at best, Terry? Was, it was. Is it more than 87 inches? Uh, by span? Okay. Yes. So who should have won the largest airplane flown at best? Well, it depends. When no, did they no, no. That that, that, you answered all the questions. I did, per, Judge, permission to treat the witness as hostile. Did you answer all the questions? <laughs> more than an 87-inch wingspan, flew yes. it at best. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and who ended up getting that award? <laughs> Show uh, it, it Vince. Fitz did. Fitz so did. did. You, was the first flight of plywood denied after the award ceremony? So yeah, despite Lee's filibustering, <laughs> yes, he didn't fly until after awards were given on the next day. Because so, it was twenty something uh, mile an hour winds. It's a big plane. It doesn't care. I don't, it doesn't have a steerable wheel. What is the wind? <laughs> we had to fly over the pits to come land. The, the awards should be like uh, one of those Christmas parties. They call them a Chinese auction where you give something and you can take somebody else's. So you can just go take Fitz's trophy. <laughs> I, I, I will be taking it. Of course, now that I've given him the idea to burn his name into it. So <laughs> next year, you got to fly your plane on a Saturday and uh, then qualify. It's just so unfair. No ground it's queens. So, so anyway, this... I did get this last year, which is the biggest plane flown. We would have had it again, Terry. For plywood overcast. Stupid yeah. fits. <laughs> and, hey, she ruins everything. And his, talk, what talk, was it, the Pawnee? Yeah, the Pawnee Brave, yeah. Stupid Pawnee Brave. Talk to Kirk. <laughs> He's the one to give the hug. Hey, I will. No I'm protesting. <laughs> it's like so unfair. <laughs> but anyway, um, what is that? A little pterodactyl? Yeah, a little yeah. pterodactyl. That was kind of cool. It is cool. That's a great uh, so shot of me, me and Josh. Yeah, Josh yeah. flying to play with Overcast. Yep. 
Uh, I don't have any context. Was that after one. the crash? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh uh, yeah, the electric. Mongo, um, There's somebody in an orange jumpsuit. That's there. Mongo. That's Mongo. Okay. He's the one with the big uh, the the Lockheed plane. Yeah. Was he on work release? <laughs> <laughs> he always dresses like that. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, he's a fun guy to talk to, though. Uh, this I believe this is the free one, free wing A six. Is there more than one? Uh, there was a, a smaller one some some years ago, but yeah, this oh, one. Oh, Kyosha made one, right? Yeah, a, a real like small. That, yeah. Okay. This one, this was interesting because he takes off and it's kind of meh, then he gets on step and it actually flies pretty good. All right. He flew it a bunch of times too. It was just neat to see that. Uh, so here's my P forty seven staging with um. Uh, that's that, that was that's the banana hobbies B twenty five. That's what we have. Yeah, somebody else's B twenty five. I wasn't Tom's. Was somebody else. No, no, no. So, it was on our end. Yeah, so I, I decided to fly top cover for him so I, while he was flying around. Nice. Uh, <laughs> there's Stuart flying the flyboard overcast and Lee pointing out to where the plane is. <laughs> Over there, Stuart. <laughs> uh, 3D printed plane. There was a couple, there was a bunch of 3D printed. This one was kind of neat, kind of a. It's very pointy. Yeah. There's two versions of this. This one, there was a, uh, this is a prop version and there's a. The EDF version it looks basically the same, just without the prop, and has inlets on the side. But his was all okay. black. I told him, "Yeah, you don't want to 3D print your planes all black." <laughs> <laughs> Be a blob. You, go, you, you look at it, and the skin's all warped and wobbly. Yeah. <laughs> it goes so up one shape and comes down a different shape. Yeah, especially <laughs> <laughs> here in Texas, you might get away with it in Maine, but not here in Texas. <laughs> you have to call it the Icarus. Yeah. Um. Someone else flying. I just thought it was when he shot his kid flying. He was, yeah. he was flying a bunch of stuff. Shotgun. Yeah, there's a shotgun in the air. Uh, so this was a uh, Focke Wolf 190. Ah, I can't remember who made it. I think it's a Black Horse Models. And he had a sound system in it. And then when he mm-hmm. picked it up and turned it over, I saw a couple of big speakers on the bottom. I was like, oh, that's why it's so loud. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, it was yeah, very... Have, have you guys that? ever messed with sound systems? Uh, Kind of. Okay. So but, the uh, early versions had speakers like this, and then they moved to transducers and basically made the airframe the speaker. Yeah, and yeah. Well, I had one of those, but even with that, it was it worked okay. But if there was any sort of internal combustion plane flying, forget it. You're not going to hear your model. I, I don't know. Same. Were you was- guys around when Ed Couch had a Waco glider? I think, and he used a transducer. Right? Is that what you call it? But, I remember that. <laughs> to reproduce the engine sounds of a glider? No, on a biplane. Did I say glider? I meant yeah, biplane. Oh, oh, I meant, I will see. I'm so thinking about Terry. No, the biplane. <laughs> so he had a really neat sound system that just vibrated through the wings. Yeah. Oh, nice. It was very loud. I mean, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it had to come up with some pretty neat stuff. These are my pictures. Uh, I hope. Please, leave your pictures. Uh, my multiplex, uh, the gear has been always giving me problems. It's got a very narrow, ga- uh, what do you call it, step uh, width. So I I flew it a couple of times, but they, they've broken several times. So I flew it only on Saturday, and I ended up just ripping the gear out, and I'm going to replace it. But it's a fun plane. All right. Oh, sorry to hear that. Yeah. So Joe and Steve looking. This was uh, Thursday, I think. Yeah, we showed up Thursday. We couldn't park on the north end because of the rains that we had, the thankful rains we had so it was way too muddy so we hung out Mm. under the pits for the first two days i guess uh that's my p47 at the top and ryan's p51 
who nice. I will say this, he flew the crap out of that plane and yeah, loved every minute. Yeah, and he flew it, something. flew it very well too. So kudos to my son Ryan because he he is taken to that P fifty one, and that's not really you know an easy plane. P fifty one tail draggers like that, small tail, aren't always easy to fly or land. And he did a really good job. He was nice. very skeptical about me saying you really want to take off and land in the grass. He's like, why? It's bumpy, blah blah blah. But you know, once he got the hang of it, he st- stuck with it. Beautiful cool. sunrises there. Hope you all get a chance to see it. That's my son Ryan, on our at our real campsite. Uh, is that forced perspective, or is he taller than you? He is taller than me. Yeah, he's, right. he's almost unrecognizable. <laughs> he's yeah, he's. This is my youngest, so you know Austin and I are the same height. Ryan just dominates us. Similar picture that Fitz took, and just the crowds. You know, it's light. It's in. We hadn't talked about it yet, but this was definitely a lighter group than we've had in the past. I think we had forty-five pilots registered you know we've had 60 70 in the past and really the the guest turnout was practically none um gosh like we non-flying people? yeah just just people yeah. to sit there and, and look so like this area right here uh where new create uh, kirk with new creations had his stuff for sale uh typically like on saturday that would be full of people just enjoying the show yeah um, just for some reason even with the lovely weather we just didn't have it that's gonna. That's for Terry. That's for Terry. I wanted to trigger him. That way, <laughs> there's no mistake. <laughs> that airplane's been around for a while, so I'm used to it. It is, but now it's all Ryan's. Oh, nice! And so I, I hadn't flown it in a long time. It had a bad servo, so I fixed it for him while I was there. And then the three of us flew together. So my, I brought my Thunder and Lightning. Ryan flew, and I mean, again, this kid's a natural. He took to flying the Thunder and Lightning. No problems, and he flew it several times out there at best. He had never flown one before? Never. Really? Okay. Austin, Austin has, but Ryan hadn't. So that's a genuine smile right there. So he had a, we had a really good time. All right. Did he fly it in combat? No. No, just together. Don't and you then, usually fly in Thunder and Lightning in combat? I flew one, only one, that was really beat up. That was the one he put his hand through. <laughs> when he was little <laughs> so uh yeah that one's been long gone but uh if you guys have not seen this on our facebook page and you're just now watching the youtube and for those listeners you can't you can't appreciate it until you look at it uh but i made shirts for us that's <laughs> just for fun and terry already knew about this fitz didn't and uh, my shirt says i know fitz walker Ryan's shirt says, I know Fitzwalker, and Fitz says, yes, I am Fitzwalker. And I will just say, Fitz, I hadn't I hadn't said this to you uh, except to just smile, but your reaction was priceless. I mean, it was a genuine priceless laugh when you saw it the first time. And then when I handed you your shirt, you know, that made it so worth all the effort I made to get these shirts together. So, thank you. Uh, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yes thank you I'm, I'm honored i think yeah thank you <laughs> yeah you I was, should be. it was just so funny because you know lee's like just when i walk into the kitchen lee's just staring at me with this weird grin on his face i'm like what <laughs> what what <laughs> hey that's an orange thunder and lightning that one's new that's steve's okay so those are our three i i built, cut up the parts for that one and he built it so but those are the three fun and lightnings. Uh, fit, Terry, you know about this F-15, right? Yeah, I've got one. Okay, so 
uh, gosh, was it last year or the year before, Ryan got that at a swap meet. Man, mm-hmm. that is his favorite plane. It, 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 yeah. I don't know if you can tell, but there's like painter's tape holding it on. The nose has been broken four or five times, but he hand launches that now left-handed. And oh, nice. it's oh, safe as disabled. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. And then every now and then I'll look at him and he's flying inverted like a four feet off the ground. <laughs> and he just loves that plane. And then the T-28 he won at the Richardson swap meet. And the P-47 near the top, near my CZ Cub, that was given to us by Michael Rosnick. And uh, that's a lot, another story. I'll <laughs> touch up on that later. It did not fly very well. <laughs> I broke two props. Oh. Some other aircraft in the north end. Is that a twin radian or just yeah. too close together? Do you know the story on that, Fitz? Uh, yeah, he was. That was um, um, Steve's. He was trying to sell it. He just had an extra fuselage. It was just okay. one plane with an extra beat up fuselage. Okay, so it wasn't. Oh, a okay. twin. I thought it was a twin no, too, Terry. No, it wasn't. All right, no. That'd be kind of cool. Now Terry's going, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, not yeah. to segue too much, but when I was surfing Facebook, I guess it was yesterday, I ran across a thing where somebody took a Twimber and they cut it in half and flew one of the halves as an individual plane. <laughs> okay. Which I had to respect that. Oh. It was very cool. Oh. Yeah, go out there and look for it. It's, it's neat. Okay. Cut it in half, like front to tail, like right along the same line of the fuselage. Yeah. A lot of this stuff you'd already seen. That's Stuart and his son, Logan. And so we go back to awards. Uh, Because because of the rules, (laughs) it was like whatever was the smallest that was flown, uh, Ryan actually had the Ultrix, and that was the smallest one that had flown that day. And it was windy, so I can imagine why. That's surprising. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. Me flying plywood overcast, group shot. Good shot, yeah. Yeah, those are the group of people that flew plywood. Yeah, and they all had a good time. And it was neat for me to fly warbirds with uh, with Ryan. So father and son, we got together and flew our warbirds together. Duking it out. Yeah. So these are Logan's photos. There's only a few here, and then we'll be done. But uh, myself, Curtis, and Stuart had our CZ Cubs, and I. Literally, I'm not kidding you. The day of the you know, Thursday, I kept walking by my CZ Cub in the garage. I was like, you know, should I bring that? I'd come back. Eh, should I bring? That? And it's like at the last minute, I put it in there, and I'm so glad I did because it flew so well in the wind. And so, really, that was one of my favorite planes to fly all weekend was the CZ Cub. And then they brought theirs, so we did this big gaggle, and we basically did you know follow the leader and do what I do, and and some of it was hilarious because we were supposed to do some touch and goes, and some of them were touches. <laughs> and, and that's it Touch <laughs> so, and stops yeah and then unfortunately curtis crashed his uh his uh oh. orange one yeah he he totaled his oh. uh, several flights later but um so there's some combat photos that's pretty cool Ooh. yeah that's a good shot yep and is that a ribbon cut uh i don't know if he actually succeeded in that but there were two planes that actually did cut one of each ribbon hmm. but this makes Joshua me happy Oh, all the thunder um, lightnings? Three of yeah, them? Yeah, the three FNLs flying together. So oh, cool. Steve, Ryan, and me. I think that was it. And then, uh-oh. <laughs> that can't end well. Good shot, though. Oh. And that's it. All right, so there's more here because 
you guys didn't tell me anything about this event prior to this, but Lee, you hinted that there was some drama. There was drama. Okay. So you know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. I, wrote, so, I, have, my, I have my notes here. Spill so. the beans. We had our first combat hit that wasn't an airplane. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, so we had our first uh, unfortunate accident that I've ever witnessed at best. And quite frankly, I think at any event, uh, you know, this this type of injury. But we had the guys flying combat and someone was coming back down. The, the, the combat was actually like over. So most of the planes were coming, were coming down. But a gentleman with a large flying wing uh, was coming down and he got close. He pulled up to do a loop and he warned everybody heads up but it completed the loop into somebody. And so the good news is the guy did see it coming. He ducked, but it actually passed by his face. And then the prop, because it was a pusher, uh, cut him up. So we were uh, red flagged (laughs) for, for some time on the flight line while he received treatment. And the good news is, I mean, I'll, I say good news. I can be happy now. When I saw it happen, I didn't see Ryan. And Ryan was out there because he had hand lodged on someone's plane for them. So I knew he was out there. And when I didn't see him, I panicked. So I went running out there. But the good news is Ryan came running back to me and said, hey, dad, I need paper towels. So he was being his Boy Scout. He was trying to do first aid. So uh, I got him paper towels. And then when he got those, he goes, I need a first aid kit. So now I'm panting and I'm like, I don't, I don't want to be the second person to be like having a heart attack on the ground. So I was like, I'll go get it. I'll bring it here. You come get it. <laughs> and so there were several people who treated the gentleman. Um, so blood did spill <laughs> on, on the ground, but uh, he was okay. He didn't lose consciousness. I think it dazed him and we were all kind of shocked and we were all very apologetic and, you know, we shut down the flight line. We brought him back. He sat down. Everything's okay. In fact, he came back and was flying later. So, but so, it was uh, scary. So I yeah, sure. just for those listening, for those watching, you know, combat is fun. We we know it is. And I have liked doing combat. And I just remember my favorite combat was with Kirk when I severed one of his wings and it stuck into my <laughs> thunder and lightning and I got to haul his butt you know, in the air and show off the, <laughs> the victory. Uh, you know, and we had a good time, but you've got to be aware there are things that can happen badly. So just be careful. Make sure you yell heads up. And, and obviously in this case, make sure you have first aid kits and paper towels and people who are there, you know, to, to treat, you know, the injured. And the good yeah. news is we did. We had everything we needed. So yeah. pretty scary. Yeah, well, I'm glad he's okay. We all heard the thump. How's that? <laughs> yeah. That thump was loud. Whack. Yeah, every, everybody's instinct is to yell heads up. But I wonder if sometimes that's the worst thing you can do. <laughs> my boss. Everybody heads down. My heads boss, down. boss Mark, has said that. He goes, why do people yell that? That's exactly how you're going to get hit. <laughs> you should yeah. be the deck. Yeah. <laughs> Run. Like <laughs> <In> combat. Just <laughs> yeah. so. All right. So you guys were talking about Kirk having stuff there for sale. What did you guys take home? I um, I didn't. So. He had a P-47 for sale at a really good price, the Park Zone. And I have yeah. one, and Austin has one. And the one that Michael gave us was the Park Zone. But the one that Michael gave us has a lot of um, – he had covered it. He had painted it. It's heavy. It's got retracts. This is the one that's a nine-channel aircraft. Oh, wow. And I was struggling with the plane flying. It was just a little quirky. The 
the prop setup we had that kept failing. It was a, a four bladed assembled prop. And mm-hmm. so the moment it hit the grass, it shattered into pieces. So I lost two of those. And at that point I gave up. So thankfully Steve had a, a prop that I could use and the first flight on three S just wasn't enough. So uh, the good news is with the, the, the pitch that was on it was adequate to upgrade to 4S. And so flying it on 4S wasn't bad, but I'm just, I'm not sure what it is. I don't know if something twisted with when he was uh, covering it, you know, cause it's foam. So, but it's just, it just didn't fly very well. So I, you know, wanted to ask, uh, excuse me, Ryan to fly it, but it just was like, you know, you're, you're going to have fun with your P51. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't worry about it. So, um, so I know it was way around the story there, but yeah, he had the, that for sale. He had a beach, that beach 18. So he had sold that to somebody and right. there were some other deals to be made. In fact, I'll reach out because both Fitz and I, uh, spent some dollars at Stewart's bin, uh, in, what do you call it? Shop of gadgetry. He had several oh, bins yeah. of electronics and I, I gave him quite a couple of bills for some servos and stuff that he had. So good stuff. What did you get, Fitz? From Stuart or from Kirk? From Stuart. Well, both. Oh, well, Kirk, I picked up, he had a good deal on one of those uh, Spectrum UMX all-in-one brick things. Uh, Hmm. It's like uh, uh, a four-channel receiver with built-in brush speak, brushless or brush? Brushless speed controller. I think it was brushless. Brush or brush, (laughs) I don't remember. But it was was, was a good deal. I said, hey, it could be useful for a conversion of something small, electric. Yeah. RC, so uh, he had a something I was I was actually kind of interested in. I thought I would think it over, and then I turned around and he was gone. No, <laughs> <laughs> he had a little a contra rotating motor setup. I think it was from Max Products. Okay, it wasn't very big, but I thought you know I may have a plane for this, and uh, so I, I, I just forgotten about that. So I may I may need to contact him. And say hey, you still got that? I might be interested in that. So with two motors. There's two Just motors, and so one shaft, it, shaft one shaft, other, or yeah. two shaft, really, one shaft inside the other. Yeah, and okay. so you get the props would rotate. And I was like, yeah, that's like, man, that's kind of neat. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, from Stewart, I picked up uh, some random stuff. A couple of motors. He had a large motor, electric motor. I thought was kind of neat. Give me a deal. I couldn't refuse. A couple of servos, uh, some glow plugs of all things. Uh, hmm. a couple, a bunch of OS glow plugs that I could use for some of my glow engines. Um, he had a 60 amp speed controller that I got for the T33, so I'm set oh, there. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Okay, good. Yeah. So, uh, did either of you fly your T33s at this event? I didn't bring mine. Uh, no. In fact, that, that's probably a good segue to some of the stuff I I did fly and some issues I had. So I brought my the Kyosho T33 and the new one you got. The bomber new, field? New. Yeah. Well, I brought it. I, I brought it, and then when I was getting ready to set it up to, to, to fly it, I realized the whole plate stuff that holds the wing on was just not going to work. It was I don't know how the wing stayed on as it was. When I took the wing off, it was just a total mess. It was non-flyable, and it was not something that was going to be easy fix at the field. I'm going to have to fabricate a new, a whole new plate and mounting stuff, setup. So, I, unfortunately, I wasn't able to fly it. Uh, so, I, I that I brought, was it 11 planes? I flew 10 multiple times. So I did, that was the only one I didn't fly of everything I brought. Uh, I did, I made in the uh, Flex Innovations F1, F100. Like oh, a, right. I'm going to ask you about that. Okay. Yes, I brought that. I flew, actually flew it, I flew it a couple times. It was, the first flight was kind of interesting. Um, the elevator, I, I forgot 
the uh, the thing had the control throws, so I just kind of eyeballed it. And the elevator was a bit sensitive, but it flew it. It came around and landed. I didn't have any issues with it. Uh, you can tell you got to keep the speed up and turn. It has a tendency. It wanted to kind of pitch up a bit in the turns, slow down. So, um, but it flew okay. Um, I had been warned that the power, the current fan setup is kind of a power hog. Yeah, like so under three power, minutes. Yeah, if you use power judiciously. So, I, yeah, I was very conservative on the time. And but it's, it seems to be okay flying model. Uh, I didn't realize it, but Tom was saying a lot of guys are chucking the ninety millimeter in there, sticking an eighty millimeter in there. They said it was lighter and actually better performing. I thought, well, that's interesting. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of outside that whole foamy EDF realm. I've got some, yeah. but there's like a whole community of people that are really into that. I'm surprised by how many people don't think twice about yanking out a fan in ESC on a plane they just bought and putting something different in there. Yeah, I see that a lot too. It's like, you just, you just got it. You want to fly like this? No, I would have ripped this out and put this in. Now, all fairness, I've done the same thing. Uh, but um, usually, uh, for example, I had the F-14, but I bought it without fans specifically so I could put my own stuff in it. I didn't rip out what was in it. And, mm. um, and I had that, that Habu I bought specifically. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> literally a light bulb. I know. I was like, this, this show is making a left turn. So anyways, <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, and I had that fiberglass hobble I picked up at the AMA show specifically because I wanted to overpower it, but that was it. But usually I just stick with the fans that come with it. But the yeah. F-100 does have a kind of a weird ducting in it. So it seems odd for 90 mil. I can see where 80 mil would perform better because it's, just, it's got a really long, there's no cheater holes. It's got a long, weird uh, intake on it. Uh, but it was neat to fly. The, the CG seemed fine, and I, uh, I'll tweak it in some more. My nose gear is a little wonky. I'm debating replacing it or not. I'm not sure, but uh, I'll fly it my home field a few more times, see what I think of it. Uh, yeah. I also. So you were, you've only flown it off of concrete or paved right. runway? Somewhere. Yeah, I don't think grass would work. Well, it might do it for grass, but ah. that, that nose gear is a little wonky. Well, I'll tell you, because my buddy Aaron up here, he got the same plane right about the same time you got yours. And he yep. made his uh, a couple weekends ago, and I run Waze Grass, and it, it did fine. Is it okay? Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's pr- pretty cool. Yeah. Um, let's see. And, of course, I flew at SU-27 a few times, and Lee was gracious enough to take some pictures of it. Thanks, Lee. It came out really good. Uh, You're welcome. And something – oh, yeah, it won Pilot's Choice. Um, with an ARF? With an ARF. I, I was surprised. Last theme. Probably because it's, so, it's just a cool looking plane. So if that's. Um, now, is that. Remind me, we went to California a few years ago. E Flight had a big Russian EDF. Was that the same thing? No. Really different? Maybe. Because I think <laughs> FMS makes some stuff for E Flight. So maybe. This yeah. Sometimes they're you know, the same but different. Sometimes they're cross pollinated, but I don't remember yeah. the size of it. Um, okay, but yeah, I was able to fly that a few times. Uh, just a couple other things. <laughs> Speaking of the Brave, there was one flight I took off, and just as I take off, one of the wheels just kind of goes off by itself. So I'm running around with one wheel, and they're like, "Oh, you lost your wheel!" And I think, "Well, okay, well, I'm up, so I might as well you know, enjoy the flight." <laughs> <laughs> so I flew out the battery and then landed on sort of one wheel. They kind of skidded to a stop. No damage done. It just the wheel collar popped off, fell off. Uh, thanks to um, to um, Stuart for 
when he went home, he picked up another wheel collar that I was able to put on it because I didn't have any extras with me and flew it a few more times after that. So, um, oh, Lee, I didn't, I didn't tell you. I had a, I had a charging issue. Do you hear about my power supply? No. Uh, was so, it one of the new mean wells? It was one of the new mean wells, a 24-volt one. Um, I think it was Friday afternoon or so. Uh, I, after we set up the, te- the tents and the tables, I went to plug in my charger. I hear a pop. I'm like, what the hell was that? And nothing. Everything was dead. But the, but the power supply was still, the fan was spinning. So it was running, but the charger was dead. I thought I, I smoked my charger. And so I unplugged the charger. I said, well, I don't know if it's this or the charger. And um, uh, I think, did I get a voltmeter? I either got a voltmeter or ultimately what I ended up doing is I went into the trailer and I plugged the charger into the battery pack that's in my trailer. And the charger came on and it was working fine. So something smoked in power supply. But it's a weird failure because I didn't see any smoke. And the fan still runs in it, but there's no power on the out- output. Dang. Oh. Terry's That's got one. Fun. Just borrow Terry's. Yeah. Just borrow Terry's. Yeah. Right, I got another it. one. I got like two or three of them. So, But but fortunately, we ha- I had spent time at Lee's house setting up the trailer. So I had the solar power was set up, the charger was set up, and I had those um, the Nissan Leaf lithium batteries in there set up for 24 volts. So... The rest of the weekend, I just used the battery pack in the trailer that was replenished by the solar panel. So I had my solar charging was all set up and working. So, so did you, you have completely green? Yeah, off the grid. Did you nice. create the metal plates to tie the leaf batteries together, or did you oh, buy yeah, a I set? Made, well, I didn't use metal plates, but I made my own connectors to um, tie them all together. Oh, okay. I, I did that a couple of weeks ago. I think I made a. I had the terminals. I made some. Um, crossbars and stuff so it was all wired up I, and i meant to say crossbars but i know you can yeah. buy the crossbars you made your own i made my own yeah oh. i use wires just big heavy duty wire and terminals all right and cool. uh and it was nice i had to reprogram the charge controller because it, it didn't have it's weird there's some presets in it but none of them were for lithium and so i had the adapter and the pc and i connected up to it and i was able to go in and change the configurations and set the cutoff voltage, and it worked. It was there long enough to charge up, and I was monitoring it. And when it got to a certain voltage, it stopped charging, which was really good for lithium batteries. For uh, sure. So I was really happy that I had, now I have uh, a full charging setup in the trailer. It didn't work okay. So nice. your own trailer, you have that set up? Yeah. Yes, yeah, my own trailer. Okay. All right. Yeah, I have the two big panels, solar panels on top. There's also a power inverter in there. I didn't use it this time, but there is an inverter there if I need a 110 for something. All right. Uh, I just used my batteries for lights and, and the so, fan for my vent. That was it. So they uh, yeah, they, I needed because that charger was the high power charger. That's the one I needed to charge for six cells stuff. Uh, mine I had, I had works fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why mine popped. I, it's really weird because it had been fine before then. Uh, I had some minor drama with my erratics. I was doing some flying around, and I did a tail drag over some tall grass and ripped the elevator off. Hmm. Uh, I saw that. I I was there. And I still had enough control to land it. It was was like, is your elevator on? It was just just floating around on tail there. I couldn't believe he was able to fly it. It was was like one of those, like like the battery ejecting moment. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, it was weird, but I was able, when I landed, I was able to get, have enough control to land it and I just taped it back on and it was fine for the rest of the weekend. 
Uh, I think that's pretty much it that I had. Um, oh, speaking of buying, I ended up picking up a guy who was selling a Blade 300 helicopter for practically giving it away. I said, okay, I'll take it. Uh, so I got, got another little micro helicopter. Although right. the size is a 300, so I don't think I have a 300. It's one, I have a 150 and 400, so it's like in between size. And I quite happy to get that. All right. But other than that, I didn't really spend much on buying much. I didn't, uh, um, just flew, had a good time. Sunday morning weather was really, really good. Is that uh, how it always works out? Sunday mornings are always good there. Yeah, Sunday were good. Sunday was very good. Um, uh, my elf a few times. Uh, your DLG? Yeah, my DLG. I brought that with me. Not that it's fixed. Cool. And, uh, kind of caught a thermal once and then couldn't catch anything after that. The guys having the same issues. Yeah. I don't know if I had anything else. Yeah, what do you think of? No, just it was just a really, it was, you know, you know, turnout may have been a little low, but still we had a great time and the weather was flyable. All right. Nice. So, Lee, did you want to share your power story? My power story? Your extension cord? <laughs> you you mean what happened to Sparky? Well, I, I, I guess. I will. So, uh, I don't know. Several years ago, I picked up a really, uh, was it maybe a 100-foot heavy-duty power cord, knowing, knowing full well I would use it for best. So, we've we've run it from the kitchen over to our area for many years. And then we typically tap off that to go back to Keith's truck and down the line. And we've always talked about this. We'll talk to Kirk again. We really could be nice if we could have permanent electrical outlets on the North end. So we would not have what happened <laughs> to Sparky, but um, because we were using my cord, we needed to put an extension back to uh, Keith's van. So I gave him one of my Christmas extension cords, a little green extension cord that we've used. I just threw it in the truck and it worked for him. <laughs> and I forgot about it when I left, you know, cause, and this was the weirdest thing. I think Fitz will agree. This is the first time I've left before many other people. I was one of the first people on the road and I, I'll contribute it to the, uh, having the trailer this time. And we kept the numbers low, but <laughs> I'm looking at my phone. Sparky sends me a photo I don't know if you knew Fitz, but the green cord melted. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh. Yeah, both ends. Ooh. Like the hot end melted, like probably all the way through. It's lucky that thing just didn't catch fire. What you have there so, is overcurrent. Yeah, huh? I don't know what he was running, but it wasn't Christmas lights. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I told him, you can have it, man. Don't worry about giving it back. Uh, but obviously, we need, to, we need to fix that next year. So, hmm. yes, we had a possible incident. Hmm. All right. Well, I'm glad uh, that was averted. Yeah. It could have been bad. But uh, we had a couple other crashes, but no no lipo fires. We had a beautiful guy, a beautiful Waco biplane that was out there. The yellow one fits. Do you remember? Waco. Waco. Wait, see, so you got me doing fit stuff. Um, but do you remember that big biplane that was in the pit area? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A crash? Well, he, yeah, he came in high speed and tore the landing gear right off. Oh, well, I didn't see that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It was, and that sadly, sounds repairable. It just, no, it pulled like the whole bottom of the <laughs> biplane out. It's just it was the whole bottom off. pretty bad. It was pretty bad. It was sad. Really nice, nicely built. So that was that. Um, I know someone else had crashed out in the field, but 
I, I don't think it was that bad. The grass was pretty high out there. So this year was, you know, that was saving grace for some folks. Uh, other than that, it was really good. I, I didn't mention this one. I brought my Joy's Way Dragonfly. So it's a little float plane, you mm-hmm. know, tractor prop on top. I just threw it in the car. So I had fun. This is one that Austin got new from a gentleman, our friend, uh, Paul, uh, sorry, who was, uh, I'm sorry, completely forgot. Fitz, who's the boat guy? Steve? No. Oh, oh, that's, um, uh. Thank you. See, the fact that Fitz carried over uh, me too. Never. <laughs> um, oh, that's the tip of my brain. Hey, Paul. Uh, <laughs> anyway, oh, no, he gave no, no, no. he gave, yeah, he gave Austin a the, this plane brand new had never been flown. Phil. What does Austin do? Phil, thank you. I was got the P right. Uh, Austin flew it into a tree. I mean, just piled <laughs> right in a tree. And I think it's because we we knew the CG was wrong. And I, do you remember? Was it Terry or Fitz? Do you remember us talking about like trying to find the CG on that plane on the phone? We were just struggling to figure it out. No, and I think that. we oh. determined it was where the step was underneath. Anyway. So he he trashed it, and it was going to go in the trash. And I was like, well, I'll take a look at it. And I just, you know, put that stuff back together with tape and hot glue. <laughs> and dang it, that thing flies pretty well. So I flew that several times, and, you know, it's got a nice piece of clear plastic on the bottom So as a skid. So I had a blast with that thing. So if you guys ever look at that online, what's the other brand called? I mean, they're knockoffs of this plane. So the Dragonfly. Uh, uh, Polaris. Polaris, thank you. Which okay. that's a derivative of Vladimir Mikulesko Force One, or maybe his is a Polaris Two or something. Well, but there's a whole series of Balsa eighties. Yeah, fun, fun yeah. times. But that's all I had on my notes. We covered everything. All any, right. any questions? Other questions, Terry? Well, yeah. I mean, this is the event that you talk about all year long. It's the thing you look forward to most. Is your itch scratched? Yeah, it was very relaxing. I had a great time okay. with Ryan this year. Okay, just good. you know, Ryan was good. He and he had good flights. We were able to, you know, <laughs> maybe it's because I'm just so used to Austin knowing all the batteries. I keep maybe babying Ryan, like, okay, I'll help you. This is one cell that he's like, Dad, I got this, and it just, you know, it, he's grown up. You know, really, he's 15, but he just he he knows it. I guess he's been following us, so he just he was just doing it. So I was very proud of him, and you know, it was like I I felt kind of angry because he was always flying. I was like, Hey, wait, wait for me. <laughs> Let me fly with you. <laughs> well, your MO in previous years has been, you've got some sort of project in your head that has to be ready for best. Yeah. I didn't do you that. Stay up late. Okay. So you, no, you knew that. I, that. I mentioned well, in our previous podcast. Right. So the question is, are you glad you took that approach of not rushing a build right into? Absolutely. Okay. Yes, it was the right like, thing. Okay. Good. And so were now, no, whatever project you were going to do, now you've got the most time to get that ready. <laughs> you've got 51 weeks to finish this thing. And there's a couple yeah. that you've been intending to finish for years, right? Well, yeah. Well, the, the goal right now. I recall. That, I'm working. I'm getting there. So the goal right. right now, <laughs> because Ryan and I talked about this on the way home, is to get the P-38 done and his B-25 done for the Warbird event at Bomber, which okay. is usually in June. So, but there's also, I think, one in April at uh, SCOBY. So maybe we're we're lucky and get the, the April one, too. All I, right. I think the goal is by June 
at Bomber to have them both done. Okay, good. So were you about to say something, Fitz? Yeah, what was in April at Scooby? I think they have a Warbird event, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, they do. Um, I think April. it's April. And you had, JSC used to have one. Was it April? <laughs> yeah, it looks like it's on again for, because it got canceled this month. So I'm going to try again in, I guess, yeah, April. I think so it's tentatively. You guys were kind of shut down all over Houston because of the drought, right? Is yeah. that still in effect? We're still shutting down. We're trying to see if we can open up. Uh, the president is going to talk to some people at JC this coming week, see if we can open back up again. So, yeah. Right. I, I remember when I lived there, um, there was a drought that was pretty bad, and they they banned internal combustion engines at the JSC field, but we could still fly electric. So oh. nobody raised their hand and like, uh, these are just as much, if not more of a fire hazard <laughs> than anything else. We just said, okay, thank you. Did you hear that happened at the Scobie field? That there was a fire? Yeah. yeah. I thought I yeah, said I did hear about that. Um, yeah. I read this report online, so I don't know the, the veracity of it, but it sounded like somebody just decided they could run a four cell instead of a three cell in their plane and they, Burned up the ESC, and, and they that's crashed. Started, the fire. started a fire. It's like two acres, I think. And then oh now yeah. Scobie shut down. Well, because of the conditions. I mean, JSC shut down too because of the same conditions. Yeah, so it's they, probably prudent. But it was we were still in the drought, and they had not shut it down. But after the fire, they shut it down. Okay, but uh, it's hard to argue that they shouldn't. That risk is always there, even if it had been a crash for some other reason. You, you know what's more of a risk of starting a fire than that? Someone throwing their cigarette out while they're driving in Texas <laughs> during a drought. Yeah, Just okay. saying. That'll happen too. Yeah. Try try telling people there's a no smoke ban during a drought. <laughs> yeah. All right. Somebody's bitter. Yeah. <laughs> so are you allowed to fly at your club, Lee? Yeah. Okay. Just don't crash. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think I'm out of questions. So what are the projects for next year? Let's document them now so we can keep you honest all year long. Lee, you've got the B-25 and the P-38. What about yep. you, Fitz? Uh, I got a couple of things. I actually had started taking notes. So uh, a few things. I got a B-24 I got to finish. It's one of the ARF ones. The um, the flight line or oh, uh, balsa? A flight line. it's balsa yeah arf one um I th it might be the vq one actually uh i got in a trade it's never been flown it needs to be finished it's mostly done but it's just hanging up there waiting for me to finish it so i need to finish that by bomber of next year uh i have a b25 from wing manufacturing but it's nowhere near finished so I, yeah you've had that forever i've had it forever but i need to work on it uh, uh, Mike Rosnick keeps bugging me about finishing my Airwolf. Mm -hmm. I need to finish. Uh, <laughs> so that's another one I need to work on. And uh, I was thinking about it. So I need to build the Bearcat that I won at Round Top. Yes. Oh, yeah. I've got yeah, the. Because you have the, an engine for it, too. I've got that cool ass engine, and I got the plans. I, you know, I really need to get to work on that. Maybe by, so I can have it. Oops, sorry. By Bomber as well. So. Oh, that'd be uh, awesome. I think 
uh, I think I really need to get to work on it. So I do have one plan I have is go over to Christmas break is to go through the workshop and clean up and organize and get some, get some space opened up so I can have the, uh, some extra space to work on some stuff. Uh, so right. it's I'll come wire your darn garage with cat six while yeah. you're doing that. Cause right yeah, now you're I, like 480 deep, you know, uh, resolution. Well, I'll try actually got a new mesh network. We'll try that first and then we'll see if we need to hardwire. I just haven't hooked it up yet. Uh, so yeah, I got a few things. So hopefully over to Thanksgiving, Christmas holidays, I can, um, get free up some space, get add some more workbench space so I can start actually working on. I like to have space for a couple different projects at once so I can bounce back and forth like that. So those are the things. Those are about three or four things I really need to get to work on. All right. All right. Nice. All right. So is that it for best? Is that a wrap for so. 2023? Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I'm glad you guys got to go. I reaffirm my promise that I will get back there someday. Maybe 2024. Maybe. Fingers crossed. Okay. So, I'm giving up. Dad gum. That stings. So you just wait. The look on your face when I show up. When you knock Ask on the him door. Ask to fly your airplanes. Yeah. <laughs> no. He's going to show up. Not tell us. He's going to have a mustache by then. <laughs> uh, if I could grow one, I'd have one now. A little Fu Manchu. And a fireman mustache. Um, so, yeah. I'm glad you guys were able to enjoy that and uh, hang out with Sparky and the usual suspects. But oh, by the way, did Sparky have anything new this year? No, he had the CZ Cub, I think, last yeah. year. So, no, I don't think so. He had, anything new. Okay. he had his big twin otter, but I don't remember him flying he yet. He did not fly the twin otter. Hmm. All right. No. He was very chill. Yeah. All right. That's good. Yeah. All right. Well, enough about best. We don't have any other topics lined up. But I'm going to tell you, the next time we get together, I think I'll have a new toy that I can talk about with you guys. I'm very oh. excited. It's on a truck now. Oh. On its way here. On a brown I truck? I don't want to talk about it too much and jinx it. Um, uh, Is it a on brown... a freight truck? No, no, no. Yeah, there we go. Now we're talking. talking. Actually, <laughs> honestly, I don't know how big the box is. It's, Can uh, we ask questions, or are we just going to wait until you show it? You can start asking questions now, and I'll shut it down if I feel like you're going to jinx things. So go ahead. All right. Is it is it something you bought new? Yes. And, you know, and I'm a cheapskate. I don't buy anything. You are. So I, that's why I'm uh, shocked. Go ahead. Your turn, Fitz. Does it fly? No. Oh. And this is a thing I've been wanting for years and couldn't justify and finally saved up my pennies and pulled does the it, trigger. Does it go underwater? No. Because he talked about it. He's been talking about a submarine, right? Wanting to put a submarine in his lake. So I was thinking maybe he's got this really cool sub. So, yeah. so it doesn't go underwater. Doesn't fly. No. It's brand new in a box. Yeah. And we have to wait till the next podcast? Uh, yeah, it's supposed to arrive next week. So, um, is it shaped like a clam? <laughs> uh, no. Okay. I'm trying. What the, what the heck? Is- I don't know either. <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm not even going to go down that road. <laughs> Would an elephant sit on it? <laughs> that's, like, that's how crazy it was. <laughs> 
All right. Well, I'm, this is incredibly boring for everybody listening. So we'll just uh, stick a pin in it until the next show, and then you can hear all about it. Maybe well, by then I'll actually have some uh, experience with it, and I can share. I think we've we'll given see. the listeners and viewers an opportunity to come up with their own ideas, and then they'll be able to know for a fact come next to podcast. We haven't given them anything. There are zero clues. Someone is gonna. Thing. Someone like knows it, and they're gonna be. I knew it. I knew it was that. Yeah. Other than it doesn't fly and it isn't a submarine, that's the only limitation. So, feel free to email us a guess, and you'll win a date with Lee. But <laughs> oh, God. they're not. You're not gonna get any responses. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh hell no. <laughs> <sighs> so anyway, I'm excited about it. So I just wanted to plant that seed and we can talk about it in the future all right well uh let's see we got halloween coming up so i don't know if we'll be are we will we make it for halloween another podcast by halloween oh yeah, yeah. all right any of you guys have a flying witch because i'm thinking that would be fun nope i was one at the swap meet i went to and i i should have looked into it but i didn't well i think if we're wrapping things up i will say tomorrow morning Treating myself to a birthday party with me and Ryan. We're going to Wings over Houston. I have gone many, many, many years, and Wait. I rarely miss any. Tomorrow's your birthday? Tomorrow's my birthday. Happy birthday, Lee. Yes. So That I'm, was so subtle how you just slipped that in there. <laughs> it's my birthday, and I have done this in the past by myself. They have an option to do what is called a sunrise photo session, at Wings Over Houston, we can get there like 6 a.m. and get on the flight line and take really awesome photos of these aircraft with the sun behind them. And then you also have what is called a photo pit pass, where they have a section dedicated for amateur photographers right on the flight line near center, but not at center, unfortunately. And I have hmm. I can d debate about that later. We'll, I'll talk about it when I share my photos. And I've done it a couple of times, and I've really enjoyed it. And this time, I'm going to bring Ryan with me. And he was real excited because he's got an eye for photography and so forth. So we'll share the camera. And uh, crossing my fingers, it's it's all rumor. And I see stuff that says it will be there. I see stuff that it won't be there. But supposedly, Glacier Girl will be at Wings Over Houston because it is a in P38? Texas. Yes. Just for you? Just for me. Now, do y'all remember the P-38 Glacier Girl story? Of course. Many years ago? Yeah, I remember. You want to tell the abridged version? Yeah, you can. Uh, World War II, the, some P-38s and a B-17 landed in Greenland. No, not that, <laughs> not that story. Not that story. You're going way back. <laughs> Sorry, what story are you it? talking about? I'm <laughs> talking about when it came to Wings Over Houston the last time. Do you oh, know no, that yeah. story? No. Austin is four years old. His baby brother had just been born. Cindy's home with Ryan. I took Austin with me to Wings Over Houston. Glacier Girl's there. We take great pictures of it on the tarmac. We get t-shirts. It goes to taxi out to fly. Austin goes, Dad, I got to pee. <laughs> Dad, I got to pee real bad. And he's like, Dad, I got to go. So we go from the fence, from the front. We had gotten there early. I'm parked in a chair. We walk all the way out. We're in line at this place far away. Glacier Girl takes off. You know, I can't get any pictures of it. He finally gets to the restroom. And by the time he's out, we're starting to go back. It's landing. 
I've completely what? missed Glacier Girl, and I've told Austin I'll never let you forget it, son. <laughs> so, so this is my ever redemption. S- hopefully tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Ever since then, you've carried empty Gatorade bottles to the air show. With <laughs> you. Like, I should have just had him pee right there. Just aim <laughs> far out the tarmac. <laughs> so, I was trying to be a good dad. I mean, it was pee and poo, whatever. He had to go. He said he had to yeah. go, and uh, I just I. You know, I laugh at it. I did the right thing. I took him, so I'm a good dad. I didn't take him home all soiled. And, uh, terrible timing. <laughs> it was terrible timing, but it, that's his, that's the little story I always share with him. So uh, I'm hoping yeah. it'll be there tomorrow and uh, get some good photos. And uh, for Ryan, he he's got three B25s that are hmm. coming, so he's nice. he's excited about that. So we'll have some fun. All right. Well, happy birthday to you. And have fun and. Enjoy your whole day. I will. All right. And Fitz, are you going to be there emceeing the RC stuff? Uh, not Saturday. It looks like it's just going to be Sunday this year. Okay. Just you or all the RC stuff is only Sunday? No, no, no. Just me. Are, they okay. did stuff today and Saturday and Sunday, so three days of stuff. So right. It was just me. I've just, I had some conflicts Saturday. So. All right. Is like there a demo team. team there this year? Demo team RC like RC demo Little angels or sorry oh, oh yeah Thunderbirds Thunderbirds or, yeah Thunderbirds. okay the Thunderboids are go okay. so huh? yeah we'll see all right we'll have fun boys we'll look forward to the photos yep check my radiation page this you know this week <laughs> yeah. whenever you listen to this on Facebook. Radiation. All right, Fitz, I think it's time to get us out of here. All right. See ya. (laughs) Oh, you're looking for a... Oh, sorry. Uh, (laughs) I got nothing. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And we will see you next time. And maybe uh, we'll talk some air show stuff maybe next time. And anything else that comes up. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Remember, we this is Simulcast on YouTube along with this podcast or vice versa. If you just want to listen and not look at our ugly mugs, you can listen to our uh, podcast on Podbeam, iTunes, all that other stuff. Spotify. Oh, one, one thing I never mentioned that apparently is important is if you listen to us on, say, iTunes or Podbeam, please you know, give us a review, like a five-star review or something that helps with the algorithm. So go on there and press the, the buttons that give us stars so we can be happy and feed our, our children. Please. <laughs> Please. That, that would imply Please. that A, that you have children, B, that we make money on money, this podcast. Yes, I haven't seen a sit, Fitz. <laughs> Damn you. You can be a politician, Fitz. <laughs> or, or, of course, send hate mail to contact at rcroundtable.com. Address it to Terry. Terry Dunn. Terry Dunn. He handles all the hate I- mail. Yeah, and right. tune in to the next podcast because then we find out what mystery package Terry's got shipped. Right. What package of brown trucks going to bring them? Yeah. All Ooh. right. Thanks again, everybody, for tuning in to us once again. And we enjoy your company, and we will see you later. Take care. Bye. Please visit our website at rcroundtable.com. That's where you will find all of our podcast episodes. You can also find a little bit of background information about the show host and leave comments and suggestions about the show. There are links to a few of our favorite vendors and also links to our various social media accounts. Thank you for watching and listening.